0: weather information for Minnesota available on flight
1: frequency. You've dialed in the Flying Midwest podcast, connecting aviators from across America's heartland. Sharing news, information and events from around the region. Sit back, relax, and join our crew for some hangar talk as we discuss a wide variety of regional aviation topics. And now, from our home at the Anoka County Blaine Airport, our checklist is complete, and we're ready for departure for another episode of the Flying Midwest Podcast.
2: What is going on everyone? Jim here with the Fly Midwest podcast. So happy you're able to join us. We're back from our break and we're excited to bring you Russ Keith, with the Facebook group, Airplanes and Coffee. With 120,000 members strong, this is one of the fastest growing aviation communities on social media. We talk origins, their fly-ins, and plans to expand their group nationwide. So strap in and let's take off into this episode of the flying midwest podcast hey jim oh hello trevor
3: hi maddie hi trevor welcome back you guys yeah it's been a while <laughs> yeah it <laughs> has forever you, you know what happened over the past while uh
2: i've heard a couple of things have gone on over the past while
3: it seems to me we uh maddie and i owe mr jim a uh, very hearty congratulations good job jim oh thanks guys congrats on the commercial.
2: I've wrapped up my commercial writing. I paused awkwardly in the middle of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrapped up my commercial writing. Um, yeah, right. It was interesting. I uh, I got the oral portion out of the way and opted to discontinue for weather and wind and whatnot. Um, I knew what the weather was like the day before, and I just got rocked all over the sky the day before, and it was very similar conditions with A lot of turbulence, some interesting winds. Um, So I opted to just do that discontinuance. And then I finished it up uh, last Wednesday with the flying portion. Awesome job. Thank you.
4: And you know you earned it when you get it from Barb. Yeah. Barb was Did she take you to get Subway or is that just a CFI ride? What? There was no Subway. (laughs) That's that's for your CFI ride. Okay. Because they're so long. (laughs) Yeah. You go get lunch okay yeah something to look forward to when you subway do with barb. subway subway with barb okay it's just a thing
2: it's, it's a, all right
4: it's just a thing she does it's great we'll see
2: subway with barb maybe she's yep. gonna change that now because now you've ruined her secret
4: i don't know if it was a secret but well, maybe <laughs> i don't know well trevor it sounds like you also had something exciting happen yeah, this isn't all about exciting.
2: me someone else deserves some congratulations as well
3: congratulations for what
2: we're getting a new plane. Congrats. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that old thing. it's just
3: another bird.
2: So talk to us about your plane. Wow. T- tell the audience about your just another plane.
3: It is a very beautiful Cessna Cardinal paint-schemed Cessna 150. That's nice. Got it for a pretty good deal. It- it's an old 1961 Fastback, so it's it doesn't have the back window, which... I don't really care about it anyway. Had some good modifications done to it. Living most of its life down in Florida. So obviously corrosion was a big issue. And it seems like this plane has been pretty well maintained. Went on Sunday, uh, the day before Halloween. Flew it back Halloween day. A lot of good stuff. Nice. A lot of hours on that airplane already.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, how many in the last 24 hours or so, how many hours have you put on that plane?
3: Over 12. Nice.
2: That, that's a lot of hours. So since we're taking a couple weeks off here. I thought it might be a good chance to talk about some things that we might be looking forward to here in the near future with our podcast.
3: We'll talk We're breaking
4: about... up. Why would you say that?
3: There's something you haven't told us yet? He's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going along something along those lines, like uh oh, I'm late, <laughs> but that's probably not I gotcha. Appropriate.
2: All right. One of the things that we were working on or I was working on during the break is creating oh, uh, a Patreon for the podcast. Oh, um, yeah. We're now, what what exactly that is going to entail as far as what the benefits for you, the listener, will be is still a bit of a question mark. I'm interested in some ideas from our community, see if anyone has any ideas that you would like to see as far as a perk or benefit. Uh, one of the, the ideas that we did have, though, is um, similar to what we did with um, Ryan with Super Arrow Live, we do record the video format of every podcast that we do. We don't ever publish that because it's it's extra editing, but I think that that could be something that might be worthwhile for those that would like to be prick patrons and they can see the things that we're seeing, like Trevor playing with his blinds in the background while I tell stories. <laughs> He's like a cat. He's just like batting it at the, <laughs> at the blinds. I'm not batting it. How, what would you describe that as that you're doing?
3: Yeah. That's, that's the same thing. That's something a cat would do. That's yeah. a,
2: that's, that's very a cat. It's <laughs> very feline behavior. At any rate, something like that, or <laughs> um, potentially extended episodes. So we're looking for some feedback. So we'll put that on our Facebook here in the co- next couple of weeks to see what people might be interested in for a Patreon um, to help support our show. Because that's what it's really about. We're not trying to like get rich doing this, but um, there are certain costs that are associated with putting this podcast together. So so we're looking for ways to help you support the podcast so we can keep doing what we're doing for you. Oh, should I read the review that we got?
4: We got a review? Yeah,
2: we got a review? Yes.
4: (laughs) Yes. Please read the review.
2: Off of the old Apple podcast machine, it is India67 Scott says, Flying Midwest Podcast. Great podcasts. As someone who lives in Ohio, I find all the topics to be relevant to flying planes in and around the Midwest. Everyone on the show brings their particular specialty to the broadcast, and the guests are very informative. Five stars.
4: Ah, oh, you gave us five stars. Thank you. Thank,
2: Thank you, Scott. Like Scott, we're glad that you enjoy the podcast. We'll keep putting stuff out for you
3: and everybody now else. If you get your friends to give us more ratings, we can maybe gain more listeners.
4: Are you begging for? Yeah,
2: Scott. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know. I don't know why you're not,
4: Maddie.
2: Because she doesn't even listen. Because I have
4: standards. (laughs) And
2: And apparently we don't hit that bar, Trevor.
4: (laughs) Or not good enough of a podcast for me to listen to.
2: (laughs) Wow. Oh, good grief. So who are some people we're talking to for future episodes? Trevor. (laughs) You laugh, but... In future episodes, I think we should be talking to Trevor about Arrowbridge. All right. We brought on other volunteer aviation groups. Um, a group that is near and dear to Trevor's heart is Arrowbridge. And in future episodes here in the coming months, we will be talking to him about that. We have a pilot from the Minnesota DNR that we'll be bringing on. He'll be talking about uh, not just the enforcement aspects of aviation with the DNR, but also uh, some of the conservation efforts and the scientific things that they do with spotting herds and things like that with um, the department of natural resources in Minnesota.
4: We're also coordinating with a lovely woman named Liz Cayley, who works for Jefferson aviation owned, who is, that is owned by Boeing. And we're hoping to have her on the podcast here, at least in the upcoming months. She's the one in charge of all the flight training aspects of Jeppesen's products. So all the textbooks and other assorted flight training products, she's in charge of all of those. So if you've read a Jeppesen textbook, you have read her writing. So we're excited to hopefully have her on very soon and we'll have some extra fun goodies.
3: Hey, Jim, what do we have coming up on our episode today?
2: This episode, we are happy to bring you Russ Keith. He is uh, the president of Airplanes and Coffee, which is a Facebook group. That has exploded in the last year or so. They're creeping up on 120,000 members within that page, and they've done it um, fairly organically through these fly-ins that they host and just getting people onto their page and talking about aviation. So we'll be excited to have Russ in here to talk about their page, some of their nonprofit activities, and
3: where they plan on going in the
2: future.
4: So before we get to our guests, how about some news and events?
3: Let's do it. Well, let's start with Minnesota. Fox 9 KMSP is uh, reporting on lasers. There's actually been a huge spike in aircraft being hit by lasers. Now, as pilots going into the holiday season, you know, you go to Home Depot and you get those little, you know, little laser things that that go up on your house. Well, you know, that's part of it. But otherwise, uh, you get these weird people with uh, like their laser pointers and they think, oh, great, let's go shine them at airplanes. Well, don't do that because apparently there's a huge spike in aircraft being hit by lasers and pilots unfortunately rarely document their exposure. Laser strikes involving aircraft in Minnesota more than doubled in 2021 from the previous year, so 2020. At least one government watchdog agency that's claiming they're not being tracked and they're not they're not remedying the problem. Nationwide there's over 9700 laser incidents that were reported in 2021. And that represents about a 42% jump from 2020. In Minnesota alone, there's 110% increase. The biggest thing, especially at nighttime, it really affects your your night vision and causes temporary blindness. And there's a whole host of reasons why people are lazing, you know, the, the night sky. They've got this super bright, you know, flashlight that they want to... And they want to see how it looks and just don't do it. That's, that's my biggest, that's my biggest thing. I've been lazed a couple times. And the problem is, is they have not been prosecuting. It's a federal offense. Yeah. It's a felony to laze an aircraft, but they're not being prosecuted. A lot of these events are just getting lost on, you know, on desks. If you get lazed at night, make sure you're reporting it, get an accurate report. And if you have lasers, don't point them in the night sky.
4: All right. Going over to my neck of the woods, actually. So Textron is big down here. So if you live in Wichita, Kansas, you probably work for one of three companies. One of those companies is Textron. So Textron owns, if you don't know, Textron owns Beechcraft, Hawker, and Cessna, amongst many other companies, but they own those three, which, you know. Do fairly well. Just uh, yesterday, it looks like the company has broken ground on a 180,000 square foot expansion of its parts distribution center. So this addition, they're hoping to include space for warehouse storage, customer support, analysis, and more offices. So according to the company, the expansion will allow um, Textron to better support their owners and operators of these Cessna, Beechcraft, and Hawker aircraft and other products, along with parts availability for Textron manufactured aircraft. Obviously. With the shortages and shipping issues and stuff, parts availability has been a very big issue in the last six to nine months or so. So that's definitely a big thing. I know they want to improve that, which is great that they're doing that in-house. So they're also hoping to continue to invest in inventory to support not only stock levels for their product lines, but also support new models like the Cessna Sky Courier, which we talked about a few months ago, and the Breechcraft Denali. So that's exciting. I actually saw a Sky Courier unpainted Um, sitting on the ramp driving past the um, factory the other day. So that was pretty cool. So they are making them and they are going to their new homes, which is very exciting. Um, Textron also notes that this expansion is also intended to provide expedited support for its Wichita service center. So this facility addition, which is scheduled to be finished by the end of 2023, which is pretty fast and I think will help bolster Textron's presence here in Wichita.
3: That's pretty cool. I think so. All right, let's go to... uh... North Dakota. North Dakota? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. You betcha. The FAA, in its infinite wisdom, in this case, it's actually a very good thing, um, has awarded the University of North Dakota $2.5 million to develop a new pilot training program specifically aimed to veterans. Uh, now, those of you that are that have the post nine eleven, you may or may not know that you may not get all your benefits just to get your private. Vets to Wings or V two W program will provide a new pathway for former military personnel to become commercial rated airline pilots. And the goal is to help alleviate some of the demands, the the shortcomings of not turning out as many ATPL rated pilots. This program will actually complement. The GI Bill flight training provision, which funds tuitions and a portion of flight training costs through UND's 141 four year degree. It is true that last year, the United States has pushed out more ATP rated pilots. However, a sizable number of those ATPL applicants are actually going back to their home country. So they're not living here in the United States. They're not flying for a US flagged airline. So we still have a severe pilot shortage problem. And quite honestly, we're still looking five to 10 years before we can get that remedy. This is one way the FAA is trying to face head-on this pilot shortage and try to get uh, a newer generation of qualified pilots to ensure continued access to safe, reliable air service.
4: Ohio is actually becoming a pioneer in drone radar technology. So this is actually good for us. And in the future, it will benefit drone operations, such as you know same-day delivery with drones. We know drones have been... A problem for aircraft in the last five years or so when they started getting really popular. Um, you know, a lot of incidents involving drones and, and other aircraft. Um, it's becoming very unsafe at low altitudes. Obviously, there are rules surrounding drones. And unfortunately, the radar systems that are in place right now, it's they're not very effective at low, really low altitudes because you have things, um, obstructions, houses, cars, etc. There's just Unfortunately, radar is not very helpful down there. So since 2018, apparently the Ohio uh, Department of Transportation has been working with the, uh, the FAA and Ohio slash Ohio, and also the Ohio Unmanned Aircraft Systems Center with Ohio State University. They're trying to develop and deploy a quote unquote detect and avoid system to uh, track drones as a public service and keep these drones from colliding with aircraft that operate generally at lower altitudes like Think uh, medevac helicopters, crop dusters, even people just tootling along at, you know, 700 feet. So this is the first of its kind. This has not been implemented before. Um, And nobody seems to be trying as hard as Ohio. So I'll take it. You know, they're they're actually investing in technology for a problem that is very real for us. You know, although I don't often operate at those altitudes, I do sometimes, you know, I'm out with my students doing ground reference maneuvers. If we were You know, to have a collision with a drone, that could be devastating for us. So this, what they're calling uncrewed traffic management system, will include three ground-based radar locations in central Ohio. Um, A drone operator will request clearance to fly, just like a pilot would at a controlled airport, and they will be given permission to use the airspace from the FAA. Both drone pilots and manned aircraft pilots will be able to see each other and safely share the airspace. According to Dr. Matt McCrink, who is a lead scientist for Ohio State's research team, says, gives drones an understanding of where they are in the airspace, who's around them, and what they can do to safely navigate from A to B, all while giving manned traffic the priority. So, as of May 2022, there are more than 854,000 drones registered with the FAA, which is a lot. Currently, the FAA requires all unmanned aircraft be operated within sight of the operator. Now, do people follow these rules? Maybe not, but um, even still, even if they're within sight, you know, things can happen very quickly. Um, This actually shows, is showing some promise, which is very exciting.
2: Drones aren't going anywhere. I mean, the technology is only going to continue to increase over the years. So someone taking the initiative to make some sort of tracking system like this was only going to be inevitable. So it's probably a good thing.
4: Ohio is doing a good. Thank you, Ohio. So... (laughs) There is a bill going through um, Michigan that may or may not stifle aviation, and the AOPA is very up in arms about it. As you know, there we have very few voices um, in higher levels of government, and the AOPA is one of them. AOPA officials say this um, this particular bill aims to quote change the definitions of private airports and private landing areas, place burdensome regulations on flying clubs, and regulate skydrive drop zones. AOPA did write to the Michigan House Transportation Committee and urging the members of the committee not to take up the bill. They also say it is clear that this representative did not consult FA- any FAA representatives, industry, or professional aviation association airport management organizations, skydive operation, or any private airport owner or operator before introducing this particular bill. They also say while there are needed updates and clarifications to the Michigan Aeronautics Code, the language in the bill is overreaching and will have a negative impact on the aviation system in Michigan. So there is no hearing date set yet for this particular bill, but AOPA does encourage pilots and aviation enthusiasts in Michigan to call their state representative or contact the Transportation Committee with their concerns about this bill.
2: Well, we're getting into that time of year where things are starting to slow down. There's not as many pancake breakfasts and fly-ins and that, but we do have a couple events to talk about. So the first event we have for you is a fly-in, drive-in chili lunch at the Broadhead, Wisconsin Airport. The identifier is Charlie 37. It's going to be on Saturday, November 5th from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. There will be different types of chili as well as their monthly EAA chapter meeting for EAA chapter 22 out of Cottonwood Airport in Rockford, Illinois. are welcome to attend. The next event we'll talk about is a charitable event that takes place every year in Minnesota. For more than 30 years now, Tree of Hope has been delivering gifts to hospitalized children across Minnesota and Western Wisconsin. You can load up your winged or wheeled sleighs with goodies and gifts to help put smiles on children's faces for this holiday season. The gathering for this will be on Saturday, December third, 2022 at 8 a.m. until noon at the St. Cloud Regional Airport and Hangar H, as in hotel. Ways that you can help out are to provide unwrapped toy donations from ages infant to 18. You can provide financial donation, which is also used to purchase toys, or you can do this through sponsorship, which covers a number of administrative costs. For more information, you can visit HolidayTreeOfHope.org. Our last event will be Breakfast with Santa at the West Bend Airport in Wisconsin. This is hosted by EAA chapter 1158. This event takes place December 10th from 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. Breakfast will be served from 7 a.m. until 11 a.m. It is $8 per person and children under the age of four will eat for free with a paid adult. They'll have pancakes, sausage, and much more. Make sure you have your cameras ready for Pictures with Santa. He'll arrive via helicopter at 8.30 a.m. There's plenty of activities for children which are also free. Parents must stay. Unfortunately for you, this isn't a ditch your kids and go event, so come hang out with your kids and visit with Santa. That'll do it for events. Awesome. With news and events out of the way, we are happy to bring you Russ Keith with Airplanes and Coffee. Hi, Russ. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? We're doing well. Good. Um, You'll have to forgive us a little bit. Um, We might be a little squirrely. It's been a couple weeks since we've recorded. so. (laughs) For this evening, we have Russ Keith, who is the President of the Board of Directors for Airplanes and Coffee. It is a fairly popular Facebook group now with over well over 100,000 members now. So
0: welcome, Russ. Oh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: excited to have um, you guys on here talk to you about your community and share that with others. So we started off before we got the formal recording going telling you about how we like to start each episode. So um I have a series of five questions for you. It's kind of our fast five. It's to help us get um, into the flow of things. And so I will spit out some questions at you and then you can just give us your gut reaction to each of these questions. Okay. And and I'll be honest with you, Um, there is a little bit of judging that we do on our part, whether we, we try to hold it back, but we're not very good at it. So favorite aviation content creator?
0: My favorite. Um... Probably uh, the Paynees.
3: Ooh, I'll buy that.
0: I I, would be building a Scrappy. uh, I'm a builder, and I just really, really enjoyed that series.
2: All right, next question. Everyone can talk about their favorite airplane. What is your least favorite airplane that you've flown?
0: The least favorite airplane? Wow. (laughs) I don't know that I've had a least favorite. Um. Probably the 152.
4: <laughs> How do you feel about this, Trevor?
0: <laughs>
2: so, Trevor's laughing because he's about to buy one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: 150, so...
2: Oh, yeah, 150. 150, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's
4: like oh, different. the same thing with well, the two not. added on the end.
2: <laughs> All right, <There> <laughs> next question. Um, favorite aviation quote could be from a book, could be from a movie, could be from Instructor.
0: Blue skies and tailwinds.
2: That's a good one. I believe that Trevor likes that one too. I've heard him say that in the past.
0: It just makes for a great day. There yeah. you go.
2: I like it. All right. Uh, next question. Um, your favorite airport to fly into?
0: My favorite airport to fly into? I, I, I enjoy flying into Addison. Um, if you've never flown into Addison, you've got to get on with approach, whether you're BFR or IFR, it doesn't really matter. Where we base our planes and, and I did all my training there I, I really like that airport. I think it's fun.
4: Addison, Texas.
0: Addison, yeah. Texas. It's just—it's uh, just probably uh, I'd say eight miles north of Love Field.
4: Okay,
2: that's what I have for you. Um, Oshkosh or Sun and Fun?
0: Oshkosh.
4: That was the right answer.
2: Us being from the Midwest, <laughs> there was only really one answer that was was <laughs> good so for cool. us. But <laughs> did you yeah, go to I'm Oshkosh not, this
0: I'd year? Agree. I did. I was at. I was at both. Um, Nice. Went to both last two years, and I don't intend to miss another one. Very cool.
4: Solid. I hope I can have this the same thing. I love Oshkosh.
0: I just. I I get excited when I, you know, on my way up, and I'm sad when it's time to go home. I just. I love it. Absolutely love it. I don't get tired of their shows every day. I hear a lot of people saying, "Yeah, you can only watch so many." you know, spins, but I don't know. I, I just really enjoy it. it. It doesn't get old for me.
4: That's awesome.
0: We appreciate
2: you playing along with our Fast Five. We got sidetracked for a second, but that's all right. Before we start talking about airplanes and coffee itself, what is your aviation background?
0: Uh, something I always wanted to do when I was a little kid. I used to ride my bike over to uh, Magnum Field there in Hurst, And when I, when I say a little kid, I'm thinking probably five, six, seven years old. And there was a big shade tree there with a picnic table under it. And I'd sit on that picnic table and just watch airplanes take off and land for hours. It's something I always wanted to do. Uh, And I just had kind of a unique situation where I had an opportunity. And my wife says, you know, you've always wanted to go to flight school. Why don't you quit your job and go do that? And so I did. Uh, And so I went through uh, American Flyers and, and did that. (laughs) <laughs> that whirlwind, uh, high pace, a lot of fun flying every day and, and knocked out all the ratings. And then uh, I taught for them for a little while and then uh, went back to teaching automotive and aircraft at the high school level. Um, and then I helped start the pilot professional pilot program at Tarrant County College here in uh, Tarrant County, or which is where Fort Worth is. And so I taught there. Um, several of the courses aerodynamics and intro to aviation and weather and I did the instrument ground school class and it seems like there was one more too but I don't remember what it was and I did that for several semesters and then really just concentrated on the high school level until I uh, retired
4: that's really cool
0: how long has
2: airplanes and coffee been
0: around so we we were we were two years in August Uh, we started right in the middle of the pandemic John Noggle, like I said, he started it. And I met him literally the week that he started. We lived across the street from each other for years and didn't know each other. But uh, I was, I, I'm building a, a little two, a little sport biplane in my garage. And I was out the airplane. And he and his wife were out walking their dog. And he just says, Is that an airplane? I said, Yeah, it is. He goes, Well, I'm working on my pilot slices. I said, Well, come up here and let's talk. So he came up, you know, into the garage and we were sitting there talking. And then, uh, you know, he uh, looked over there and saw a real estate sign because I'm a real estate agent. And, uh, and he, uh, he says, are you a realtor? And he goes, I go, yeah, yes I am. And, uh, he says, well, I am too. And I'm like, you know, so we just kind of, kind of hit it off. And it was, uh, we, we've been kind of best buds ever since it's been a lot of fun. Um, he, uh, had a, partner in, a, in an airplane, and I've since bought into that airplane. So it really, the three of us, we own two Cessna 172s. Well, technically, John, Mike, and I own, own one of them, and then Mike and I own the other one. We started out at uh, Addison Airport, and of course, we just had coffee and donuts around the airplane because no one's going to fly into there. So he did that two months in a row, and I just told him, I said, look, if you want this thing to ever take off and you know do something we've got to do do these little fly-ins at different airports and so the next month we went to Rockwall and we had six airplanes fly in and which we thought was pretty cool and we had a lot of fun and then the next one we had booked at uh Midway and we and airplanes just kept coming uh the word got out that you know there was actually something going of course we're in the middle of COVID and and things were starting to loosen up just a little bit, but a lot of things were still, you know, tied down. Of course, we were an outdoor event, so the cities weren't, you know, it it didn't fall into their no, you can't do that. Uh, but some, some of the cities did frown on it, but they still let us do it, and people just kept coming. So I think we had like sixty-eight airplanes fly into that one, and then wow. they just ever since. Um, That's awesome last one we had we had a, a little over 100 140 airplanes fly in and about awesome. 600 Wow,
4: oh. that's awesome
0: yeah it's 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 been a lot of fun it's been a lot of work too but it's not yeah, but uh bet. we we truly do just enjoy putting on the fly-ins and and uh having a lot of fun with it
4: you guys are going to be near wichita <laughs> i can't go very far but Oh, I, I I see the events pop up every once in a while. I'm like, oh, I wish I could go.
0: We we do want to do some. We did one in Oklahoma. Uh, okay. in oh our, yeah, I saw that uh, last last year, um, or I guess it was this year. But mm-hmm. we uh, in, in 2023 we want to do three or four of them out around the country. Uh, we haven't nailed down exactly where those locations are going to be. We've talked about a few places, but uh, we haven't we haven't just nailed them down yet. We've got some. We've got some really nice ones coming up, um, like um, this uh, coming November third. We're going to be at uh, Mount Platt at uh, the Mid America Flight Museum, which is an awesome, awesome place. Um, um, you know, Scott Glover. He's got he's got some killer airplanes up there. He's got like five uh, Oshkosh Grand Champions that he's purchased. Wow. That he has. wow. And, and everything he has flies. Or it is in process of uh, being renovated, so it can fly. But you know, it, it's it's a it's a, it's a magical place too. And then uh, Rockport coming up in December the second weekend in December, um, and the, the entire city of Rockport, I think, is is behind uh, putting this one on and, and really stepping up to the plate and helping us and and and. Um, the, the town has injected uh, quite a bit of money into the the infrastructure of the fly-in, which is something we've never had before. And so I think uh, this one's going to be uh, quite unique.
4: That's really great. Oh, we love community support. Woo. It's rare nowadays, honestly. Well, yeah.
2: So did you guys start doing fly-ins and then expand into social media or
0: the other way around? uh definitely started doing the fly-ins and um and of course getting the word out we did that through social media so it was kind of hand in hand and and just grew up together i think
2: okay
0: and it just you know it it took a lot of work and and john he's the lifeblood behind the growth be honest um you know because he's uh he's the one that that gets out and gets the 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 people excited um and uh on, on facebook and really gets the word out uh, he's he's really really good at that that sort of thing and so it's really because of him i think that the word got out and of course the events kind of speak for themselves uh, people really do enjoy them we do have a uh, a core group i think that that come to every one of them and then uh, we've got a few another little core that that makes several of them a year and then you know the rest of them they just kind of come when it fits the schedule and then we get a lot of new people every month too so it's been a whirlwind for sure but uh, you know we're uh, we're growing and we're looking at expanding and and you know taking this thing national and and really uh, really getting the word out you know we're a uh, kind of a fun safe place for pilots to come in and have dialogue and, and really use social media which social media was truly used uh, a <laughs> design and that is a, a gathering place for people and ideas. Um, and so we, we try to keep it as positive as we can. And and uh, we get some hate mail every once in a while because we move on some people that don't want to be positive, I guess you might say.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I got to hand it to you, Russ. This is actually a, a very fun group mm-hmm. because, you know, everybody hates about the flexing and everybody hates about, you know, this and that. <laughs> <The flexing. laughs>
4: I think it's funny that everybody gets so riled up. About I know,
3: it. right? It's like, <laughs> okay, if, if that's if it's, that's the one thing that, that makes you all upset, you're doing pretty well in life. I mean, that, that's just me.
0: It, yeah. it just cracks me up. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> and, of course, you got the, the, the I, I don't, for lack of a better word, the kids on there calling us all boomers. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I think that's supposed to be derogatory, but it's just hilarious. So, hey. <laughs> I'm standing that line. Let's go. <laughs> this really
3: comes into the question: of How do you guys manage with social media as, as it is? I mean, it's it's very tough to do, especially if you get if you get people that get unhinged for the simplest things.
0: Yeah, it, we the unhinged people as long as they don't personally attack someone or or you know just get downright socially unacceptable it just rolls. I, I, I can yeah. care less. I, I get, you know, I get hate mail from time to time and that's okay. I, I don't, it doesn't bother me. It really doesn't bother me at all because I just know, you know, I, I've been around long enough. And of course I taught school for 25 years, uh, both at the high school and the college level. I was a high school principal. So
3: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I've had, uh, Quite a bit of experience with that throughout the uh, the course of my life, so I, I just I, I just let it roll. I, I don't have a lot of time in my life for negativity. I, I just I, I won't I I just I won't deal with it. I, that's yeah. all there is. If someone wants to be negative negative towards me or or talk negative to me, uh, I just turn and walk away. I I, I don't want to hear it. I don't have time for it, and that's kind of my approach. Uh, as far as the uh, the Facebook group, um, you know, we had a discussion the other day um, that someone posted up, and there was a lot of really thoughtful, uh, in-depth uh, responses, and and there was a bunch of them, and I I just love reading it. And you know, a few months ago, I think that have been very difficult to keep it from just turning into a uh, A fiasco but i think we've enough of the the people that really just kind of disrupt uh what we're trying to do and that is have a a a a positive dialogue about aviation and in what we're doing um you know there's an inherent danger in what we do and i think it's good that people talk about that and and talk about ways to mitigate that that um the risk that we take and if you've got people that just lamb blast someone for having an opinion that's different from theirs, then it's not, it's not productive. And, and we're looking for a, uh, a productive uh, dialogue. And that's, and that's just the way it has to be. If, if, if the people are in a sort that that's not something that they're good with or they want to do, then we're just not the group for them. And that's just all there is to it. And that's just kind of our approach. That's how we think. I think we've got a great group of moderators that really take it serious. That really do love the group, and and, and you know as, as time goes on, we'll have to add more because I could just see this thing continue to grow. I and mean, we grew five thousand five hundred people last week. Uh, last
4: week, wow, <clears throat> wow, that's a lot.
0: You know, we were we were hitting a little over a thousand a day uh, there for. Um, a few days ago and it is, uh, it, it's, it's fun to watch. It's just fun to be a part of. And, and we're just having a good time with it.
2: That's great. That's awesome. And oh. one of the things that I personally enjoy about it is it's, it is a forum to have those conversations. It's a forum for people to share their experiences in aviation. Like, Hey, you did my first solo today. I saw one of those earlier today. And it's Love just, and it just like, like you mentioned earlier, it's just, it's using social networking for what I I guess I believe it should truly be intended for to have groups like this and maintain a social and I guess cordial and professional and burning environments.
0: When we started doing this and people came out and people got excited. um, I looked at John, I said, you know, I think we're really on to something. I think this is going to grow big. Um, And when it really started taking off, I I also went back to him, him and Mike, and Mike's is on the board. Just three of us on the board, and and I said, guys, we're on to something here. I think we can do a lot of good. So I went ahead and filled out the paperwork for the 501c3, so that we could raise money and inject money into aviation through education, through generating the, the you know pilots and A and P's. Because so, ultimately, our goal is to put the next generation of pilots in the cockpit and the next generation of AMP mechanics in the hangar in order for aviation to thrive and stick around we've got to get people involved and the only way we get people involved is to have a fun safe place where they can can explore and and learn about aviation and and I know for a fact that we have uh, probably a dozen private pilots out there because of airplanes and coffee uh and something that we're really really proud of and we want to expand expand that and keep going we we've given two scholarships out Uh, i got in 130 applications for seven more scholarships that we're going to uh, uh announce for the uh end of this year and so we'll give for the spring semester um, the last two scholarships were to pay for check rides. We had a lady out of California, Southern California, was awarded a scholarship of $800 to pay for her private pilot check ride. And then we had a gentleman out of uh, Florida who was awarded a scholarship, $800 scholarship to pay for his commercial check ride. Um, and, you know, they were they were pretty excited about it. We were excited to give it to them. And. We've not raised a lot of money as the, the deal. That's, that's the part where we struggle. Getting people to come to our events, getting people excited about aviation, uh, we've got that part down. Where, where we really want to step up in 2023 is raising serious money to make a serious dent into uh, the, the growth of aviation. Um, there's so many things that we talk about that we dream about, no, you know, not only getting pilots in the cockpit and A.M.P. mechanics in the hangar, but, you know, saving some of these airports that are, that are in, in trouble um, because the community doesn't quite get, or the community leadership doesn't really quite get the economic impact of uh, what the, uh, the, the, that runway can, can do for their community. And so you know, we have aspirations of really uh, going after that and and trying to make a difference there, but and, and maybe working with some AOPA or, or EAA or some of the other groups out that are out there to try to get the word out. I think you
3: hit the nail on the head. There's so much that we need to do with aviation to reinvigorate it. One one of the organizations that I I am pretty big with is uh, Bridge, which we do disaster response. If there's no airports, how do we all deliver supplies? You know, you look right. at a lot of those community leaders, that's prime land for, for redevelopment. Those people wouldn't have gotten anything. And so you look at California where, you know, they're trying to get rid of, you know, low lead fuel. You look at, you know, Colorado, Colorado's just exploding with, with population runways and all that sort of stuff. Are, they're shrinking. So right. how do we how do we you know get people to really understand the value of an airport?
2: So for those folks that are interested in scholarship opportunities, how would they get a hold of you guys?
0: Airplanesandcoffee.com. That was easy. That's easy. <laughs> Just go down at the bottom, there's a apply. Hit the apply button. It's a simple process.
2: We'll be sure to share that link within our show notes if anyone's interested in that. I think we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I wanted to ask a little bit more deliberately you guys talk about well we've talked about the expansion of airplanes and coffee obviously you've got you know over a hundred thousand people following your page that um they can't all be within that you know little sector of the country that is uh, where most of your clients are at so what does the future look like for your group
0: i i think the the, the future of the group i think is uh pretty bright um we're uh well, I think when we start having events across the country and the word gets out, like when I go to Oshkosh, you know, a dozen people recognized me and knew who I was out of the thousands, you know, so I'm just a little blip in aviation. Uh, airplanes and coffee is just a little blip in aviation because I meet people in Dallas, Fort Worth every week that's never heard of airplanes and coffee. We have no big head about this. We really don't. We know that that we've got a long ways to go and a lot of people to uh, to to reach out to, but you know that's that's the fun of it. That's that's the the building part of it is is what I really enjoy. Uh, we have aspirations to hold an Oshkosh Sun and Fun type event in Texas. Wow, uh, okay, that really is
4: cool.
0: that is something we want that we want to do, and, and before my life is over, I want to see it happen. Um, and if you know me, I'm one of those guys that writes goals downs, and when I write them down, I get them done. They happen. So uh, I, I, have, I have no doubt in my mind that, you know, in, in the next several years, uh, we will start that event. Um, and, of course, we've got to figure out how to uh, uh, raise money and get the ear of the aviation manufacturing community so that they understand that you know there there's there's another another avenue that they can uh market to and and reach pilots and and have some uh business success with and and that's that's where we have to go and that's what we have to do in in order to pull this off
2: well i'm personally excited to see where you guys go with this um and i to. I selfishly would like to see an event in the Midwest somewhere, but that's, you guys do whatever you want to do with your planning From
4: event. Wichita, <laughs> we're technically the Midwest. People don't think yeah. that, but we are.
0: We're gonna have to find a, a really find a community, yes. uh, a, a public community and a municipality that is gonna be willing to step up and and do what Rockport's doing, really. The city of Rockport, the airport manager, and in the, in the group of the Chamber of Commerce, they've all come together and really have been raising money for, to, to, you know, to, to make this event something special because it's something that they want to do. And, and it's it really is an airplanes and coffee event. But, you know, they're going so above and beyond what we've ever seen before from a, from the aviation community and the, the municipality. In uh, the people in the town to really make this a, a special event. And honestly, I, I've got to say, if someone wants to travel to go to a, an Airplanes and Coffee, the November and especially the December 9th event, it's going to be on the second Saturday, uh, which is kind of a deviation from what we normally do. But I believe that it's, it's going to be a killer, killer event if the weather holds true for us, which in Rockport probably should.
2: I was going to ask you, what, what kind of coffee are we putting out when we're setting up these coffee events?
0: Just just good old-fashioned black coffee. Um, I do put the sweeteners out, and, and they can, you know, they, they can, as my mother said, they can mess up their coffee if they want.
3: <laughs> hey, Jim, is it time? I think it's time. Oh, it's time. I don't want to take Ooh. this away
2: from you, Trevor. You can ask if you want.
3: No, you go ahead. All right
2: so we've been we've slowly been building to this moment we're curious what is your unpopular aviation opinion
0: All right. unpopular aviation opinion you know for a guy that doesn't do negativity that's a very difficult question <laughs> that's uh, a fair point my wife just nailed it she really did she's she, she's talking about people that move into uh
3: Existing uh, homes with airports around them?
0: Yeah, air parks or, or near near airports and then complain about the noise. Uh, oh, gosh. It's oh.
3: uh,
0: like, did you not see all those airplanes flying over?
4: <laughs> and they just took a break that day during the showing.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Of course, I live in the approach corridor for DFW right at the, right at the edge of uh, where Bravo goes to the ground. Grows to the surface. Yeah, you and hear some planes. <laughs> I hear, you know, I can walk, I can walk out in my backyard at any given night and look up and see anywhere from twelve to eighteen planes uh, on arrival to DFW. And when they come over my house, that are there at about, you know, I'd say, twenty five hundred feet. Um, the uh, shelf right there is about two thousand, right above my house. But it's it's probably only about three miles where the shelf goes away and it drops to the surface. But nice. They're, That's cool. Right. And people, you know, those planes don't stop No. Nope. until midnight. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, then it really slows down. It doesn't stop then. It just really slows down. But I hear people complain about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Darn airplanes are always flying over making all that noise. And I go, yeah, it did great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you People know, it, call that in the dream. Yeah.
3: It, it's kind of funny they bring that up because, uh, so I'm, I'm, temporarily here at an air force base it's, uh, it's it's nicknamed Herc nation for the c-130 hercules right right this is where this is where all crews for c-130s get trained
0: the c-130 is my favorite airplane i think if i Damn. had a dream job it would be flying a c-130 somewhere I, I just think they're just cool as they can be
3: we'd get to do a lot of fun stuff especially the low level stuff right and when they do the overhead brakes they'll they'll come perpendicular to the runway They'll yank that thing right into on its wing, and they'll pull some G's, and it shakes the ground. They're going, you know, 400 feet above the ground. They're just—I'm—I'm I'm living in a camp right now, and every time one of those planes does it, it just kind of feels like a little mini earthquake. <laughs> I can't imagine all those people around the uh, around, you know, Jacksonville, Arkansas, how those people are really happy. But well, they
2: probably built—they've moved into a house next to an airport space, so.
4: <laughs> I am right underneath an approach path for McConnell Air Force Base and so I hear Macy, mainly uh, KC-135s um, but there's they're coming in all the time and I'm like right where they turn their base to final and it's like this is nice but I wish there was more like little stuff you know it's just all the big guys
0: oh, yeah. yeah kid growing up in in uh, Northwestern Hills about I'd say we were ten miles from Carswell Air Force Base. Okay, and uh, you know they, they had a whole squadron of F fours that were stationed there, and it was not an unusual thing to hear a sonic boom over uh, Dallas Fort Worth back in the in the sixties and seventies.
3: <laughs> That's awesome. And, and the and the the billing black smoke of the of the engines. Oh, <laughs> I
0: never saw them. was too far away. I never saw them. We just heard them.
2: Well, Russ, we certainly appreciate you coming on and chatting with us about airplanes and coffee tonight. Um, you guys have had some great success with your group, and we hope you continue that in the future.
0: Well, I do too. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes, and and I can't wait till we uh, kick off that large event. Um, we've got we've got some names that we've got picked out for it, but we're, you know we're going to keep that under wraps for a while. But... <laughs> But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. it. We have a lot of fun with it. We really do. And, and looking forward to doing some traveling this, uh, it, you know, this, this coming year in 2023 and, and hitting some out-of-state events. And, you know, we've got another uh, one more thing I want to talk about. Uh, we've thought, I've talked about this on the page or the group page, uh, but Tarrant County College, we're we're still working with them to put together a uh, third Saturday uh, Classes for not only just A and P's, AIs or IAs, and uh, you know aircraft owners and and builders, uh, but you know things like you know having a class on banging rivets and talking about the you know, different kinds of rivets and and uh, you know buckers and bucking tools and rivet guns and literally getting out in the shop and and showing them how to size rivets and dipple metal and and install rivets and then. You know, we, uh, we talked about doing things like uh, having a, a class on ADs um, and, and how to, to, to research them and find out, you know, what, as an as a owner-operator of an airplane, aircraft, what you need to know uh, about your airplane. Um, and so you, sometimes when you buy these things, they may not have been all updated the way they were supposed to, and all the ADs are in compliance, and so it's important as a owner that, you know, it becomes your responsibility to make sure that's right. So we want to have a class on that. Sure. Uh, different things like talk about the different maintenance that, you know, an owner can do that's not an A&P. And, you know, because there's a lot of people who say, oh, I can't touch my airplane. i don't have an A&P license. Well, that's not true. So, you know, there's a lot to learn there and that's going to be a big part of our uh, education arm going. And I'd love to see that, take off and go across the, the, the country as well and work with different community colleges around the country and set up something very similar. So this will be our proven ground uh, with Tarrant County College uh, at the Alliance Airport. Um, and, you know, the goal is to do it once, once a month. And uh, the wheels of education run pretty slow. So we've had a, a few setbacks, but we're still moving in the right direction. we had hoped to start this about two months ago. Um, and I'm not sure when it will start, but it's is definitely something that, uh, you know, TCC wants to see, and we certainly want to see it. And uh, we're looking forward to that as well.
3: That's ah, awesome.
4: That is really wonderful. I really love that.
3: I was
2: going to say, we'll keep our eyes peeled on your Facebook page to look for announcements for that, too.
4: No, thank you for your time, Russ. We really appreciate it. Yeah, this is it. a lot of fun.
0: No, this is a lot of fun. Uh, maybe we can do it again sometime.
4: Yeah, oh, definitely. that'd be
0: great. Maybe we can get uh, John on here as well. That'd be oh great. yeah, that'd be a lot. Yeah, that's of fun. a
4: great idea. <laughs> Ooh, that would be really fun. That'd be a lot of
0: fun. I'm Ooh. game, Jim. You game? Yeah. Sweet. Oh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Been yeah. a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, we appreciate yeah. your time. Thanks for coming on. For sure. You have a great rest of your night, and thank you for your time. Hope to see you at one of our events
0: soon. We yeah. Do too.
4: <laughs> It was really lovely having Russ on. Um, I got I know I personally didn't know a whole lot about the group, except for it was just a group I was a part of until talking to, to Russ. So that was really cool and informative. And um, I hope to see um, Airplanes and Coffee grow to be a big thing. It's already a big thing, but getting it to be an even bigger thing with their scholarships and um, trying to grow aviation in general. So.
3: And with that... I know I am donating some money and I'm not beneath asking our listeners to donate whatever you can spare. It could be a couple dollars. It could be a cup of coffee. It could be whatever. Just buy a t-shirt, buy a t-shirt,
0: I've something some to nice affect
3: t-shirts. it. Help them help airplanes and coffee reach their goal of, of helping people cover their examiner fees, which ironically is going to be our next episode.
2: That is a brilliant segue, sir. I'm impressed. That's that was wonderful.
4: That was beautiful. Good job, Trevor. That,
2: that is going to be our next topic. We're talking all about check rides next time, how we've prepared for them in the past. We'll chat about what our check ride experiences have been, and from a we're not your CFI standpoint, just some ideas to, <laughs> that that we've picked up along the way that have helped us out. So before we wrap up, if you like what we're doing with the podcast. It would really be helpful if you share the podcast with your friends, family, neighbors, fellow pilots, aviators, aviation enthusiasts, your favorite air traffic controller, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can also um, give us a like on our social media profiles or anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you could leave us a review, give us a rating. that Those are all great things to help us grow the podcast. If you want to help support us, you can help out by buying some of our merchandise. We've got shirts. We've got some cups. You can get those at Fly Midwest. .com forward slash
3: merch and if you leave us a really nice review chances are we're going to read it on the air
2: we are absolutely going to read it
4: and if it's inflammatory we're going to read it on the air and shamelessly mock you
2: <laughs> and if you have any show ideas or comments you can reach out to us on any of our social media or you can email us at flying at gmail.com
3: until next time See ya. See ya. See ya.
1: Thanks so much for joining us on the Flying Midwest podcast. Until next time, podcast service terminated. Squawk VFR. Frequency change approved. Good day.
4: Hello. Oh, there's a bit of raisin everywhere.
2: We, we don't judge. I do.
3: That's a freaking lie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, that's right. We do.
3: So, if you, if, I tell you what, if you do something in uh, in Iowa or. Ew. No one wants to go to Iowa, Trevor. <laughs> Trevor, no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Sorry, Iowa. Because I'm a responsible adult.
2: That's <laughs> As someone who lives in Ohio, I've. Uh... <laughs> That's not what he's not what he actually said.
4: So something that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, we... I shouldn't talk. Why am I on a podcast?
2: This is what I've missed right here. This. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to run with that for just a second, though. If you can <laughs> hold back your, your laughter and mockery of Trevor, this is very important to him. I don't think she had to mute herself.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his name. I have his phone number. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. But um, she wants you to... You like,
2: typically. So how about before we get to our guest... Oh my goodness, no. How about we...
3: <laughs> it's like four words. <laughs> Let's jump to our news and events before we hop into our guest. No, don't.
2: <laughs> before we hop into our guest? You were, it was great until you said that last uh, part.
4: Law enforcement, was yeah, there's like a lot of public safety usages, yeah. Usages. Usages.
3: A lot of public
2: safety usages, yeah.
3: A lot of cool things going on. Um, yeah, off to Maddie. Me, wow,
2: the ways you can help out or provide, blah, 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 blah. Um,
3: I identify as a runway. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. <laughs> So can I finish my thought? Yeah,
2: because I didn't finish it. Oh God, I thought you were done. I'm sorry, Trevor. No, please finish <laughs> your thought. Go ahead.
3: So since I was so rudely interrupted,
2: I'm sorry. I, I'm really sorry. It was such a good segue.
3: I loved it. <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't hold back. Mm-mm.
2: So before we go, just a quick. Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to go down one rabbit hole, and then I found another thought in my head that popped in there and said other words and now i'm confused
4: you tripped over another one
2: (laughs) i tripped over the rabbit hole on the way to the rabbit hole (laughs) uh you can also check us out on any of our social media pages if you have any ideas nope Nope, no 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 or our website flyingmidwest.com. that was a train wreck (laughs)
4: let's try that again
2: I'm looking at the clock and it's like, Yep, this is this is the done time.
3: I identify as a runway.